What is up? Welcome to the Monday Morning Recap. We got Giorgio here, protesting something. Protesting lack of Topo Chico in the office? Yeah. So really, I'm just protesting supply chain issues. Yeah, yeah. You got to check the choke points. Um, yeah, you know, don't get mad at me. But the choke, the choke points are, are me whenever you get close to me. Those are, those are the choke points. I, this is why I've been for open borders from the beginning, just to let Topo Chico flow through up to America. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. That's right. You heard it here first. This is an Open Borders podcast. Free citizenship with every pallet of Topo Chico you bring <laughs> into the United States. <laughs> what gets you in is a pallet of Topo Chico. Yes. Yeah. I'm, fu- I'm fine with that, to be honest. Uh, and then you have one year's indentured servitude at some sort of Amazon fulfillment center. Yeah. You know, I mean, they'd have to work there anyway, probably. Like, that's probably their first job. We just solved the border crisis in like 15 seconds. We did. A pallet of Topo Chico, and you go work in an Amazon fulfillment center for a year. And then you become an American. Yeah. That's fine. That's perfect. We got Dan Register here, too. What's going on? Well, it'd be very convenient if they work at Amazon because I believe all their employees are going on strike on Black Friday. Oh, perfect. So, that's good. Fuck, I got to work Christmas presents. Is it because of the name or what? Uh, I think they're trying to get uh, better situation at the fulfillment centers so wages hours i don't know all that does is is make jeff bezos run into whatever robot lab amazon has and be like build them faster he already has so little did you know amazon is partnering with starbucks Mm -hmm. to produce their own uh cashierless payment systems Okay. So you just come in, you order your Starbucks order on whatever little yeah. touchscreen it is, and I'm assuming you touch your phone to it. Yeah. McDonald's has been doing this for a minute. Like there'll be someone just standing at the front, and they're like, "No, no, I can't take your order. You yeah. got to use the machine." Sir, I'm not legally allowed to take your order. Uh, uh-huh. Please use the robot, which is fine for us. But there's got to be like some 85 year old man that just loves McDonald's, and it's like. That happened to me last time at the airport. Like, so you have to go to the kiosk to get your bag tags, right? And then you must take your bag tags to the lady to then weigh your bags yeah. and take them. So it's like, I guess we're saving fifteen seconds or something. And the guy's just looking at him, be like, "I can't help you, sir. You got to yeah, go to the machine." Sir. And he's just old and feeble. He's like, "I just gotta ask a question." <laughs> he's he's fucking Brooks from um, Shawshank Redemption. Exactly. He gets yeah. out into the world. It's changed too much. He has he, no idea what to do. No idea what. So he kills. <laughs> so he kills himself. I was so sad because like the guy who works there is like so pissed. But he's just like, everyone comes up and talks to me, and my job is supposed to be like, only take these things once you like, go right. get your tags. So he's like, fuck my life. They don't pay me enough for this. And this old man's like, I literally am just trying to go see whatever I'm trying to do. I'm trying to find an airplane for the first time in two and a half years. Right. I'm an old man. Yeah. Like, please, please. I can't please. breathe. Yeah. Oh, man. I, you, by the way, it's fucking amateur hour if you're not ordering ahead at Starbucks anyway on the app. Oh, yeah. If you try to just walk into a Starbucks, that's an hour of your life. Yeah, you're fucked. Like, first of all, why are you drinking Starbucks at this? Like, hey, yes, that's accurate because Starbucks is fucking garbage. Starbucks is your on, on-ramp for if you're a coffee drinker. Yeah. Like, that's where you go. It's like mostly sugar. You have all your different cake flavors that you like. Mm-hmm. But it'd be like, once you're really addicted to caffeine and you need it, you don't have that you know, hour to spend in line when a mom orders her crustless sandwiches and her four cake pops. Well, and- I like to actively go and kill small-time business. So that's why I only order Starbucks. Yeah, well, you fade, you're fading small town businesses in, in America. Mm-hmm. I mean, Any I type that. of coffee shop like downstairs, I hope they fail. Corporate, corporate only? Yeah. Well, I think they're so big now. They actually own this building. So are they? Are they? Yeah, we got bought out by the cafe beneath us. <laughs> that just shows you how good they were doing during COVID. Yeah, right? Like, Dude, the whole parking always, lot is filled with delivery drivers. Always fucking slammed. Always slammed. It's fucking crazy. And I paid like $11 for that bagel sandwich. Yeah. So do they get to a certain point, though, where you can no longer support them? If you, uh, but, and they, do they get if to you actively certain... want to like, support small-time business? Do they get to a certain point where you start supporting them? <laughs> yeah. What's, how much money, what's their revenue need to be before you're like, yeah? I need to see at least three other cafe crimes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That probably is throughout the country. Probably not the same owners. It's got to be the same owners. They give away $2 mimosas with every crepe. I feel like that's pretty big business. They do? On Sundays. Holy shit. Order a crepe, $2 mimosa. No wonder everybody loves this fucking yeah, well, place. They, I mean, Andre's $3 a bottle. Come on. Look, you and your girlfriends want to go out for crepes. You did a little too much Xanax mm. Saturday night after you went out partying. You want a little mimosa. Yeah, you need to just keep well, that recovery Sunday, going. Sunday. I don't think you go to brunch at Cafe Creme. Why not? Let's make it a thing. It's they have a nice big. outdoor patio, which is basically a sidewalk. Eastside Tavern. Yeah. 
Eastside Tavern is a good brunch spot. Eastside Tavern is just so mediocre. It's so wildly average. It is. It's so just it's just average bar food. But that's why people like going there. Remember, did you ever go to the most average brunch spot in the world here? Oh, uh, the place off of Lamar. Kind, yeah, a little bit off Lamar. Tacos and tequila. That was wildly average. Um, I'm that was like of... charmingly average, though. So is Moonshiners. Yeah. Well, we used to go to the most average of brunch places. What? Dollar Burgers. Oh, yeah. Like, like, is these that are even a brunch, really? <laughs> like, it's dollar hamburgers, 12. dollar fries, dollar salads, and dollar chili, I think. Yeah. The place where, and like the beer, there was some beer special too on, I think draft some beer was like. Pitcher, some sort of pitcher yeah. special, I think. So like you basically murdered yourself there the night before and then just should go back for, you know. People spend all day there, too. Yeah, it's like getting there early enough. It's like you're partying until four, and it's like, I got a nap and get to Big 12 by 10. Mm-hmm. So I Literally. can get a table. And so they just sit there watching, like, shitty NFL games all day. They're like the Chiefs and Bears fans roll in. Wow. And you're just, oh, my God, they have queso, too. I just, like, dip my hamburgers in the queso. Oh, yeah. And the buns would fall apart because they were just frozen. The, the, buns were, were, I, the buns felt like it was just, like, the buns they didn't sell through the rest of the week. <laughs> exactly. Like, they're like, we got to get rid of these fucking buns. <laughs> Like, there's just no time to prep anything. Like, I wonder how much volume they did. How many hamburgers or cheeseburgers they'd sell on a typical Yeah, Sunday. I was actually friends with a cook at, at Big 12. Well, he was there while you were there, too. Danny Weber. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So, do you, do, you have, do you have a guess? Like, just from his taste? How many burgers? Yeah. Uh, fuck, dude. I don't know. 3,000? 1,000? 2,000? Because, I mean, you'd order, like, two or three at a time. Right. And then, Some tables would order 15, 20 yeah. at a time. And, if you, and you were a real amateur if you were eating all the buns, right? Yeah. You needed to be like, just put three patties on, under one of these fucking cardboard buns. Although you could make them like pretty expensive if you just loaded them up with extras. It wasn't like pickles extra, tomato extra, Everything bacon extra. extra. It was just the beef and the bun. <laughs> For a dollar. Yeah. Then- <laughs> That's why I always go to Snooze. Always know what to expect. Snooze... It's pretty good. This is and my it's theoretical. A chain. It's this, a chain. This is my theoretical. I, I get gun. to support big business by going to Snooze. <laughs> yeah, they have one in Denver too. There's, there's, there's a bunch of them. They're all over the country. Snooze sucks. Or, yeah. or Kirby Lane is way better than Snooze. Oh, it's, I actually do not like that. Kirby is Lane. false. What do you get at Kirby Lane? Kirby's I've gotten fine. all kinds of shit at Kirby Lane. I've eaten breakfast. I've eaten their their queso is good. I'll give it that. They do have some of the best queso in town. Oh yeah, real hard to fuck up melted cheese. You'd be it surprised. Is. You'd be surprised. You know who has good tacos but terrible queso is uh, Taco Deli. They have the worst fucking queso in town. That's a terrible name, too. Taco uh, Deli is a good spot. I love Taco Deli, but they're So uh, fuck off to everybody in the chat that says I don't like anything. Well, you do fade most things. I do, I, that's just the yeah. gambler in me. You're supposed to fade things. But first of all, Kirby Lane, the crispy chicken Benedict. Okay. It's really good. Get that next time. All right. All right. I mean, all of it's fine. I'm not like eating and like, just dog shit. Like, it's good, but I'm just never excited to be there. I don't know why. Yeah, I there's get... good food in Austin. Like, you don't need to go to yeah. Kirby Lane. Yeah, if Kirby Lane or... was in like St. Louis. Okay, then what's the breakfast spot to go to? It would be God tier. Uh, trying to think where I even fucking eat breakfast. Go to time. Little Brothers on Rainy Street. Okay, Little Brothers. I'll try that. They sell uh, amazing fucking uh, burritos. What is the, the, the bird That's biscuit not breakfast. Place? Oh, bird, bird. They have bird, breakfast bird, biscuits. Bird, 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 biscuits. Fucking legit. I want, like, who has, like, the omelet? Who has, like, the, the scrambler in the skillet? Who has, Denny's like, and IHOP. Yes, but who does that well? This is what I want. I want actual breakfast food. I want to walk in and get, like, fresh biscuits cooked that day and gravy from some sort of animal that they hunted. We don't really do gravy. Uh, Yandel's saying Juan in a million. That's kind of like the classic breakfast spot here. Uh-huh. Been okay. on Food Network a million times. Again, which well, yeah, we're, we're a ta- like a breakfast taco spot. Yeah. I think Maria's probably. We don't really do biscuits. We don't really do. This isn't diner. They're not diner food here in that way. Kirby's, like, one of the only ones that does, like, kind of classic diner food. I had trouble taking my like employees to breakfast when they were in town for the the music festival. I was like, "Where do I even take these guys?" To go to like a taco breakfast place. Breakfast. Taco I did. I got them Maria's one morning, and yeah. then I took them to Kirby. You just tell them the intermittent fast. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. There's no. This isn't like I agree with that. You work harder on an empty stomach. Mm-hmm. I think your uh, your blood produces more uh, white blood cells as well when you're uh, hungry. Make the body work harder. Your body doesn't do enough for you. It really doesn't. And it needs to do more. Your body can overcome anything, really. If you make if, it. If pushed to the limit. Iron sharpens iron, mm-hmm. right? Some would say. Yeah. Some would say bodies pushed to the limit is the whole point of the sports show. Yeah. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. 
That's why I smoke two packs of cigarettes a day in the hopes that I will get lung cancer. Mm-hmm. Beat it. And then beat it, right. and then become some sort of god. Drink a fifth of whiskey. Yeah. I did have a third grade teacher who accidentally ate poison ivy as a child and then was never allergic to it again. Really? Yeah. That she sounds... it almost killed her, but she never... But then she got, made her stronger. <laughs> Plus, like, every fucking... Now she won't have itchy ankles anymore. Every interview you see of, like, a 105-year-old man or woman... Yeah. What do they say? I smoke a pack a day. Oh, yeah. It's never a vegan. It's mm-hmm. never a vegan. It's literally They're like always a, smokers, too. Always. Well, I mean, because they're from 100 years ago, right? Every, you're born smoking. Like, there's, there, there's pediatric cigarettes 100 years ago. <laughs> right. And uh, a man we're actually, we potentially have on the network coming up, I, th- I think I saw on the calendar, Bill Snyder, former coach of Kansas State. Yeah. Eats one meal a day. Okay. That meal's Taco Bell. Is it really? He only eats Taco Bell. Jesus Christ. I had a wrestling coach that, like, he was one of the winningest wrestling coaches in North Carolina history. But yeah, ate one meal a day. Like, what is, like, I don't, I, I, is it some sort of, does that add to the intermittent fasting? Does that make it easier on your body? Like, he was in good shape. Yeah. His whole life. Keeps you from being overweight, I guess. It doesn't really matter what you eat if you only eat one meal a day. Well, yeah, some people are like, a calorie is a calorie. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I You're don't not know. Gonna, I'm eat. a dumbass. I literally only repeat things I hear people say who mm-hmm. seem smarter than me. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Don't learn. Dr. Rhonda Patrick told me this. Yeah. I heard it one time. Saying Dr. Rhonda Patrick told me something actually makes you more credible. Yes. In, in Texas. Yes. Lear- learning Especially is, in Austin. Learning yes. things is stupid. Just remember them. There are so many Porsches pulling into the Onnit workout facilities every day that I see because we all turn into the same spot, like in this like, uh, uh, mechanical construction complex or whatever. Right. Or, you don't actually have to read. You just have to be able to quote things from books that people have told you. Right. Like, think about how many, like, Southern pastors really don't, like, practice, like, any sort of Christianity Jesus teaches, but they know the, every Bible verse ever. Yeah. So they say, that, that's all you need. Okay, so what I want to know is, what is the actual difference between, like, knowing and just completely parroting something that, like, you, if you can parrot it to, like, the perfect degree, do you know it? I don't think so. It's just, I, no, definitely not. You know what, you can, you, can, you can remember something without understanding it. But if you know it to like, if you can just regurgitate it at any time, does your brain never just think about it? Do you never ponder on it? Like, I don't, I don't, it's, it's weird to me. Like, how does your brain just like, I know this, but I have no take right. on it. I know, like, it's, I don't know. It's like, it's like never learning how to read, but like understanding like what a stop sign is. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's you, like, I see that. I know right. that it stopped. You couldn't take those letters and play boggle with them on the stop sign, but you understand the order. <laughs> and uh, you understand, or what even no, you could. could they, the letters could be in any order, but like that shape and those four letters and those four letters specifically, like you know that stuff. Yeah, but a yield sign has to completely throw you off. Yeah, no, because I mean, if you're illiterate, you yeah, like at first you 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 come across a yield sign for the first time, that's got to blow no, your it's mind. It's a triangle and it's yellow. It's, it's not, not yellow. It's yellow. red. It's, it's red, red and white. white. The yellow one is for like a school zone or crosswalk. Yield is yields red and white. But it's also a triangle, though, right? Yeah, yeah. it's a triangle. So but the would, shape would would deter. Would I feel like it would throw you off. Hey, that's the whole point of the shapes, right? That way, the yeah, the shapes help for the illiterates and just the the magnet mentally not as acute. <gasps> yeah. Um, uh, Bill Schofield just says it's called sight words. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, so, I don't know. See, but now I'll remember that. I won't look into it. Right. But it's there. When I was a child, they called it lazy reader syndrome. Because, like, I, I would, like, know what the passage said once someone read it. Were yeah, you, like, too, a, a, tra- uh, a trailer kid? Trailer park? No, not trailer park. Like, you would go to school, and outside of the school, there were trailers for the people that couldn't, like, for, for like, dumb reading, for reading no, comprehension. No, yeah. no, no. I was close. I was close. I went to Sylvan Learning Center when I was uh, <laughs> elementary, which was basically the same thing, but they gamified everything. And then every time you got questions right, they would give you, like, these chips, then go buy toys yeah. at the end of your session. I, I had to take sp- extra special reading comprehension classes. Me as well, because yeah. I was terrified to read in class aloud. Oh, really? Yeah. Couldn't do it. Here you are now. <laughs> Look at you. I used to write on the internet. Yeah, and now you're just talking in front of the world. Now you're talking on the internet. Shit. Yeah. Which I guess Why is you just... you tell me that? There's <laughs> dozens of people watching Special right now. Special Dan coming back. Oh, fuck, I'm going to freeze up. Yeah. Why'd you plant that in my head? I was here now. Fuck. Back you to Special to, Dan. You want to deadlift something? Maybe so wait, wait, were we all dummies? 
Yeah. Well, I was I was really smart in math. It's called building character, Rob. Yeah. But then I couldn't read. And then I guess reading just became less and less important as I got older for school. Like there was just a video or someone would read for you. So like the actual like right. needing to know how to read kind of kind of faded. I'm away. actually a good writer and reader. I just cannot for whatever reason from the brain to the mouth something doesn't connect. Not a, yeah, it's pretty it's a clogged highway. Mm-hmm. Doesn't doesn't travel quickly. You know uh who what fictional character that was supposedly like that? Uh Forrest Gump. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, in yeah. the like in the book. Mm-hmm. Like his brain worked okay, but he couldn't get words out his mouth good. That's why he became an astronaut. Yeah. It's so, not a paved road from right. my brain to my mouth. It, or what if your brain's just too smart? And the, the it, road my, to your my mouth, mouth is, can't keep up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that what is that frustrating for you, Dan? Is that why you're angry all the time? Is because I'm you not can't angry all the time. you can't I'm never fa- angry. fully facilitate or articulate. I'm how neither you feel. angry nor ecstatic about anything. You are neither hot nor cold. Even keel. I'm the same. You're lukewarm. Because so to have any emotion would out. be too much for you. No, so much has happened in my life that I just yeah, I stay fairly the same. Just even keeled. Nothing's that bad. Nothing's bad, nothing's good. Everything just kind of works out. What was that future Futurama episode where there was like the neutral candidates running for president? I, I am completely neutral on everything. Yeah, I would vote for that guy. <laughs> That's the only candidate I want, actually. <laughs> just totally detached. I want Dan. Dan for president. Just, just shrugs his shoulders at all important yeah. decisions? Because nah, <laughs> you can't hurt him. Like, no one can. If he, people accuse you of being like a, a racist or not a patriot, like, you're just like... Nah. Craig Dolesky called me a fair weather fan the other day. I'm like, that's probably accurate. <laughs> yeah, who wants Why don't we support our fair weather wa- fans? Who wants to go outside when it's freezing and raining? Uh, yeah, we, all, we had a president die because of that. Yeah, you go out when the weather's fair. We had a, a co-host of uh, the flagship program almost die for this. Yeah, yeah, he's, he almost got William Henry Harrison. Shouts to Craig. Yeah, Craig, fuck, man. What are you doing, dude? First of all, should we hate rain now? Should we take like a personal vendetta against the rain? I've been against rain from the beginning. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we need to completely get rid of rain. And I mean, we invented irrigation like 6,000 years ago and really haven't got much better at it. No. It's just like water goes downhill. Yeah. I don't understand. We don't need rain. No. I don't care if I don't, and I don't want any science in the chat about this. We, we don't, don't have a rain. water problem. We have a salt problem. Mm-hmm. So we just got to pump it out of the ocean, take the salt out. And then, you know, pump it across the U.S. Yes. Maybe we use some of those oil pipelines that we shut down and aren't using for water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, this is a sports show, so we're talking about getting rid of rain. <laughs> you know who else is gone? Who? Dan Mullen. That's right. Mizzou got that motherfucker fired. We, we can't be a good school, so now we just have to, our, victor, our small victories are getting other coaches fired. Yeah. Yes. Despite you've. I feel like recent memory serves me well that uh, Mizzou does not have a Florida problem. Florida has a Mizzou problem, right? You yeah, always you always smoke them. We're five. The, we're five and five since we joined the Big Twelve against each other, or the SEC since okay. we left the Big Twelve against each other. But that's way better than Mizzou should be against Florida. Yeah. Oh yeah. If yeah. you had told me in 2012 that we'd be batting 500 against Florida, the Gators after a decade. I would be like, that's insane. Are you fucking kidding me? How is that possible? I'd prefer the 5-5 five five against Alabama. But... Uh, or Georgia, yeah. Mm-hmm. But whatever. We'll take what we can get. <laughs> for some reason, Kentucky butt fucks us every year. I really don't get that. They're like the, the new Kansas, in a way. Uh, yeah. Where it's like, you're like, you're not really good, but like your teams win sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's Kentucky's bizarre. got a much better football team than fucking Kansas. Yeah, they do. But you mean it's like it's an athletic program overall. Like, they feel the same. Although Kansas is starting to feel... Starting to hit its stride right now. A little bit. Didn't they? They got worked this past week, though. No, they? No, they no, no. They had a really good game against TCU. Okay. Should have, honestly, could have won that game. Shit. Get rid of those like traditional power, like almost powerhouses from like the early aughts. TCU, Boise, get rid yeah. of them. Don't respect them anymore. I agree with that. But so Florida added to the coaching carousel. I know. Too many coaching jobs right now. It's honestly. Everyone's, people are going to end up with coaches they don't want. Which is the best, be fun. because then like, their program goes even farther down the hill, and they start the skid. Like, I can't wait for Florida to hire, like, Bill O'Brien. Oh, that's going to be such a kick in the dick for uh-huh. them. Oh, my God. What, is Jake, what does our buddy from software history, Jake, do if... Uh, if they hire Bill O'Brien, I think he goes AWOL. Yeah. You think he's like, just like, I'm out? 
Okay, so you're the life, Florida yeah. Athletics Department. Why All do you hire Bill O'Brien? Like, what, what's the upside to him? I mean, they might. So, like, what, what, what's like, going through their He's the offense coordinator for Alabama right now. Right. So, that's always a hot name. That's why I fucking Texas. He did, uh, quote unquote, a good job at Penn State with all the sanctions. Yeah. He, he coached Penn State right after the Sandusky stuff. So, I mean, that's really like a free pass. Like, nothing he does there is going to be like held against him. Um, got the Texans in the playoff a few times. I mean, his Texans teams, he won like double digit. He had double digit wins multiple seasons. Those mm-hmm. teams were loaded and massively underperformed. I feel like he was regarded as like a good offensive mind, but also just like power hungry. So, like, whenever it kind of got to his head, well, he, he took the GM he job. Took the GM job. Um, whenever he started to take control of the roster moves, that's when they kind of fell apart. So, he's a much better coach than he is like a recruiter team builder. Mm-hmm. Which is, which what is you very, want. which is very dangerous. Which yeah. is what you want as a, uh, you know, Recruiter at Florida. Which is literally why they just fired Mullen. That, and he's lost, what, nine of his last 11 to P5 teams? Uh, yes. How do you not know what pieces you need for your system? Like, that's what I don't get. Like, well, how for Mullen, you... it was not that he didn't know. It was that he hated recruiting. Why? It's like getting the pieces to be better. Like, if you're going and finding, right. like, your next generation of players, like, why not make your life easier on yourself? So, There's so many, like, basketball and football coaches that, quote-unquote, hate recruiting. That yeah. they would never like that. The whole thing, Brad Stevens will never, never go back to college basketball again. It's because he hates recruiting, allegedly. Like, you don't have to be the one calling up, them. Everyone just makes up this thing that everyone hates recruiting. Right. It's not hard. It's just kind of a throwaway line to diss somebody. Right. You just need to hire an assistant. Like, I actually get that because, like, I don't like sales. I don't want to be a salesman. Right. So if you don't want to do that, you just need to hire. A sales department, someone in your sales department. The same way we have fucking someone who sells the shows. Both of you look at me and everyone at home look at me. No head coach in the effing country is calling all these kids first. They are not the head of the recruiting department. There right. are three other people they talk to and it's gone down the line. The kid is basically signed at the point by the time the head coach even knows his name. Right. Yeah. But by the time... Unless it's a get, real... When you get to that guy. point, you still got to make that final call. You got you to gotta lock it down. You got to be a closer. You got to go you gotta be s- sit in Nick living Saban. Room. You got to be Kirby Smart. You got to be that guy who just like when you're in the room, it's over. It's five Dan minutes Mullen of their life. Not that guy. It's five minutes of their life. The kid is already go- like he is an eighteen year old or seventeen year old, sixteen year old child, right? And if they're at the point where they're like sitting down with a head coach, they're going there. Yeah. Or if they're not, they have some sort of helicopter parent pulling all the strings behind them, and in which you don't want that kid on your team anyway. Yeah. So like that's a night that kid's transferring year one. And yeah. He doesn't get enough playing time. Yeah. So like, fuck you, if if yeah if if. You've already gone through all that contact. You've done your visits. Like you're really like you think you're committed to the school, and the head coach is talking to you and taking time away. Like, yeah, it's it's over. I don't know. I don't know. It's just not that big a deal, and I think it's a bullshit excuse from these head coaches. So we had the Florida job open. We had the USC job open. LSU, LSU. That's. Would you consider all three of those blue bloods? Yeah. Mm. USC is a literal Are they blue, blue blood, blood or new blood. I think LSU would be more blue than Florida. Florida. Florida's newish. Yeah, newish. Florida is like '90s dot com money. Like they're not the, they're not new. They're not like Facebook tech money. They're nah, like, they're since Gatorade. So they're '70s. They're what? They're since Gatorade. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so Gatorade put them on. But Gatorade like, made them a blue. The they, same uh, way that Nike made like the Natties. Two thousand early two thousands. That's no. They had a natty in the '90s too. Right. But like the, ur- the urban years were. What kind of pushed them over for sure? Well, no, that, no, that they might were have, really good in the nineties, right? But like, they're, the they're urban natties, like, I feel like, kind of solidified them as probably blue yeah. blood. They're Bill Gates. They're like they're like they're they're nineties tech money. How many blue bloods are there in college sport, football? Twenty? No, like eight. Yeah, no, you can't have. If there's twenty, there's zero. <laughs> I mean, how like many? If everyone's a blue blood, no one's a blue blood. I mean, I wouldn't say that. I mean, how many college football programs are there? Uh, not as many, not as many as basketball. 120. If you think like there's like 120, 130, there's 358 basketball Division One programs, and there's what like six blue bloods, six to ten maybe. UCLA, Kansas, Kentucky, Carolina, North Carolina, Duke, Duke. That's it. Might be like one or two other ones that I'm trying to. Oh, Indiana, Indiana, yeah, 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 yeah. Indiana. Um, that's it. That's pretty. That's pretty much it as far as like because like Michigan State. Yeah, is but new Michigan blood. would be the other one. Uh, mm, no. I said they're new blood. Newish. Yeah, yeah. newish. Newish. Villanova would be newish. I mean, Michigan State, though, they go all the way back to like Magic Johnson, if not before that. Villanova goes back. They have a natty in the 80s. Yeah. But I think there's way less in basketball than there is in football. 
I think there's because different about, teams have different dynasties. I think it's about the same. Yeah, I think you go football. It's Alabama. Mm-hmm. Yep. Georgia. No, no. Georgia's not blue blood. No. It's it's Bama, Texas, Oklahoma, USC, uh-huh. Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Ohio, Ohio State, Michigan. That's it. Yeah, Clemson's not blue. LSU. I don't. Nah. They're they're right on the cusp of it. I, I wouldn't give it to them. Though. I wouldn't. I think I'd air like it's like the Supreme Nebraska, Court. like it's old like, Nebraska. Ooh, that's a good one because they actually are. They have the. They have no. The they, old, they they've lost their stats. <laughs> yeah, they might have. They, they might report. Then you got to revoke Texas's too. Texas you got to give it to Clemson. Eh, Texas Much as I hate Texas, Natty, they haven't. They, they recently. haven't fallen as far as Nebraska has. Although they six straight. <laughs> yeah, they have, but they still have a natty. This year. This century, yeah. T- two national championship appearances in the last sixteen years, couple a couple conference titles that t- Nebraska doesn't have. Nebraska just hasn't like renewed the registration in like over twenty years, right? So I just you lose it. Uh, American Rustworks says no Syracuse for basketball blue blood. Yeah, eh. eh. uh, mellow. That's mellow. And then he also says Penn State for football. No, no, uh, no. I don't think Penn State is. I, you can't give Notre Dame anymore either. Oh, you can. Notre Dame's still crushing it. Also, most of Penn State's natties or whatever are kind of like multiple teams won a national championship that year. (laughs) Yeah. But they get like two of that system. Penn State's on the cusp. Syracuse on the cusp. Also, Paterno. Like, you got to just revoke everything, right? Paterno. Yeah. With Joe Pa. They took his statue down, so you got to take everything else down. They did take his statue. How do you feel about Oregon? Oh, no. no, They're they're in money trash. Yeah, complete new money trash. Speaking of Oregon, we could. That's a good transition, though. Yeah. They just got fucking railroaded. Ran out the fucking building by Utah. And the Pac 12 is. <sighs> Be like that sometimes. Barring. With the Miami job potentially being open, could Cristobal make the jump from Oregon to Miami? I guess he could. I think Oregon's a better program to be he, at. They, they hired the wrong Cuban. They should have went with Cristobal originally instead yep. of Manny Diaz. Yep. Uh, I think, yeah, Oregon. Way more respected program at this point. Money. Way more money. money. You got, you got Way Phil Knight. More money. Money. But I mean, Taggart left him after a year to go to Florida State for whatever reason. Yeah. If, if Cristobal's heart is in Miami, he could go to Miami. Yeah, he for sure could. I think that's personal reasons. Though. I feel like you just like waking up in Miami more than you'd like waking up in Oregon. Eugene, I would, not the same. No. As Miami. No. no. Here's what, what, do you think, what do you think is uh, easier to recruit to? Um, I don't think either Oklahoma, have Oregon. a problem. Because, like, ev- even though Eugene, Oregon is kind of like, it's not necessarily in the middle of nowhere. Right. But it's definitely not the same vibe as Miami. But it's a bustling co- college town. Yeah, it's, it's not a cool Oregon. college town. There's a lot to do. Um, obviously, you have all, like, Nike, Phil Knight, having just, like, unlimited amount of gear, money, and just, like, yeah. Gear. Nothing makes you feel cooler in college than just buttloads of swag. So, and have you, my, have you seen their facilities? It's right? the best. So this was my theory about, because you know how Mizzou football in particular, they're basically like an Oregon light situation where Nike... Change the trash cans. Yeah, Nike just sends us shit constantly. Like, we never wear the same uniform twice in a year anymore, ever. There were a couple schools that were like us, though. We weren't the only No, we weren't ones. the only one. No. Nike has a couple like of these pro, sub-Oregon programs. Right, where they'll test out the new stuff. They'll send things to right. them. Yeah. They, they even people, do it for UCF, even though... We're now moving to Adidas um, yeah. again Ooh. for whatever reason. But no, my, my theory on that was, because a lot of people, and this happens at other schools too, where people are like, oh, I like the old uniform better. Like, we need a classic uniform, blah, 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 blah. But I'm like, dude, no, because we were never a, like a power school or anything like that. We don't have a classic uniform like Texas or Alabama, and kids love swag. So mm-hmm. if, the, like, if, you, if you don't have a literal classic uniform, just swag it up. It'll help kids come. Classic uniform is more of like a stylization at this point. Like anything that's all white, anything that's all gold, any traditional like old English lettering. There's right. no graphic on it. Like just numbers on the helmets. Or yeah, that's helmets. we can make those too. Yeah. You can have those for once Alabama. a game. That can be your tradition game. That could be your thro- like your yeah. homecoming game. You wear that specific the jersey, old, yeah, and then yeah. everyone buys that jersey again, and then you rotate them. Like this is our seventy, our, our repeat seventies, then our repeat eighties, then our repeat. But yeah, if you don't really have a history, you might as well just have new uniforms every game. Exactly. Yeah. And then sell them. Yeah. yeah. Just fucking go, go bananas with it. So who do you think? So now Cincinnati, I feel like firmly 
in the playoff. They're going to be ranked in the top four because this week. the committee's going to have no choice. Yeah. How could how could they? Is there still a line for them not to get dropped though? Yeah, I mean they still have to play Houston. Yep. Now I will say too, they finally got a style win against a good team. Finally put up a big old dub. Yeah. Against a respected. I guess not necessarily. They're not ranked, but they were like at least SMU's a quality win. Yes, absolutely. Especially a quality win when you do it by like 40 or whatever they did it by. It was 48 to nothing, and then they gave up 14 points like in garbage time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they were they they could have won by 50 if they really wanted uh-huh. to. So they should have. I don't know why they took their fucking foot off the gas. You can't. Not for one second there. Like you have to commit murder if you're them mm-hmm. every week. And that was our biggest complaint is that they kept just like winning. But not by enough. Not right, the same everyone, way Ohio State just took the number seven team and ripped their fucking throat out through their which asshole. I called, but whatever. <laughs> Try to tell you, Michigan State was not that good, and Mel Tucker should have signed that fucking deal I know. before that game. Because do you think he was like halftime? He's just on DocuSign, just going through. I just smashed Matt. Like there's not even a halftime speech. Wasn't like forty-two nothing a half. It was awful. It was really bad. Is it acceptable to have those kind of games against like an Ohio State or Alabama though? Like normally a game like that, your AD is calling you the next day. Like pe- papers are writing it up. There yeah. are questions from every reporter being like, why was there just like no semblance of a game plan? Not really for Michigan because, or Michigan State, I mean, because they're the only other Big Ten team to make the playoff, I think. That could? No, that has. Oh, that has. Ever. Yeah. So, like, the, Michigan State's a top four program in, in the Big Ten and a, probably a top 20 program nationally, mm-hmm. just overall. So, no, it's mm-hmm. never really acceptable unless it's a down year, and it's not a down year for them. They're ranked number seven. Right, but they still had to throw a boatload of money to prevent Mel Tucker from going to LSU. Yeah. Or he could still could because he hasn't signed anything, right. I don't think. So, it's all about His finances. worth is definitely less than it was before that Ohio State yeah. game. Maybe. Ohio State is a fucking locomotive right now. Mm-hmm. And I guess C.J. Stroud, though, now? Potentially Heisman? Heisman favorite, I believe. Yeah, so um, Ross is going to wake up to that. Yeah. So Ross, <laughs> It's got to be bizarre land for him. Yeah, Ross goes into the hospital and then comes out with the Braves as World Series champions. And, and C.J. C- Stroud, the front runner for the Heisman. Yeah. He hated him so much. He hated him He wanted him so much off the team. Like, viscerally. Yeah. Wanted Quinn Ewers in there. Some shit like for that. sure transfer now. Yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty fucking funny. I honestly still think Michigan can beat Ohio State. I'm like the only person I think that the that believes that. Yeah, how? no, there's not a chance in hell. How do they do it? Why? Why do you have faith in Harbaugh to do this this year? Somebody's got to do it. It's also at Michigan. Doesn't matter. Is it snowing? Ohio State's got way more talent. It's for the playoff. And Ohio State will this is, this do is, what they do. This and then is they'll a, play. <laughs> Ohio State will run Michigan off the field. They will then play Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship and win by 50. Race like them, they always yeah. do. Yeah. And Ohio State will somehow, again, slip their way into the playoff. They will win the fucking first round in, against the number three team. I don't know who that is now. Do they play it? Cincinnati? Oh, yeah, because Bama's slotted in there. But Right. But like Bama will lose to Georgia probably in the sec championship game what do you think about but, that? like i still think they make the playoff they might so georgia won bama four so i guess it's ohio state cincinnati two three. Oh, that's what i thought or yeah. would cincinnati still be the four seed no. i think they probably leave cincinnati at four to to, uh, to in all honesty avoid an immediate rematch right and then ohio and then cincinnati gets the biggest game of their history and it's against an in-state rival i like that that's a good that's good narrative too that that gets people well, no, no, no. If oh, I'm it sorry. Would be, they would play Georgia. They would play Georgia. If I'm, the sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I think you're exactly right because you have one of those teams taking an L in the championship, so they're going to go one and four. Yeah. I honestly, Ohio, Cincinnati would be luckier to play Georgia than Ohio State in the first round, I think. I think that's a preferable matchup for Cincinnati, even though Georgia's a can, fucking... Can, does that interstate rivalry kind of spark something in Cincinnati? Do they take like you know a giant scalp there? Yeah, but then you also have Cincinnati having the, the rematch of last year's, I believe, Peach Bowl against yeah. Georgia. Two, two teams were pretty similar teams in the same spot. Um, obviously, Georgia didn't play some players. I think some guys in Cincinnati missed the game as well. But uh, it was probably the best bowl game of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, Georgia won on the last second field goal. Yeah. So... I mean, there's some there's a revenge, revenge factor spot there. there. But, I mean, Georgia's not sitting anybody in the playoff. No. Yeah. No. Can, can Georgia beat Alabama two weeks in a row? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's this Alabama team's not the best. Two weeks in a row, like that's tough. It's not two. I mean, I mean, it's not it's not like, back to back, right. but it's literally the two games. You yeah. don't have anything in between. That's rough. You don't want to bet on it. <laughs> that's exactly, right. right. Like Kirby doesn't want that. Kirby doesn't want that at all. No, and and the, and also Kirby hasn't even won an SEC championship. Or no, does he have one? Uh, SEC championship. Yeah, I think he does. Mm, did they win it the year that Alabama won Natty? Yeah, because Bama was the four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he, he was, Yeah. Think of that serotonin dump though of like winning a conference title, beating Alabama, and then having to like wrangle your players up back again and keep them hungry. Where it's just like Alabama coming off of that loss. Furious. Going, yeah, going in, being yeah. I just, yeah. I, 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 all this is setting up for Alabama winning another national title. Yeah, you don't want any piece of that. Although Alabama, Ohio State would be uh, something you smash the over on. Yeah, I mean that's a fun game, though. but I think Alabama yeah. with the experience and the big dickness kind of comes out on top of that. Ohio State's they don't have a small penis. No, but it's just you got you get in the positions right. Yeah, like you, you lose against Georgia, then you get the reshot against them again, and then all of a sudden you're a national right. title. It's yeah. like DF. DF here we go. That'd be so funny. I don't. I just don't think an Alabama team fumbles it. They're used to. You're, they're used to being in the limelight like that. Who yeah. could potentially hop Cincinnati if, like, for whatever reason, they just want to like fuck over the G5 again? Which Oklahoma, I mean, is Oklahoma State the only chance? They're pretty horny to do it. Yeah. Like if Oklahoma State runs the table. Well, like, isn't OU still only one loss, or do they have two? They only have one loss. Yeah, so a one-loss Big 12 champion could absolutely do it, and, and that, that would just be... So whoever would, wins Bedlam? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need... So Oregon's gone. Pac-12's right. fucking out. ACC's fucking out. Essentially, Cincinnati just needs Georgia to win the SEC. That has to happen. Could Notre Dame get in? Oh, They're sitting there. Shit. Their only losses is to fucking Cincinnati. That's... There's no way you put them in over Cincinnati. But if Bama loses, to, is, there any, is there any way that Notre Dame slots up so it's fucking Notre Dame as the four? You have Notre Dame, Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, or Ohio State, uh, Cincinnati, and Alabama misses the playoffs. I don't think they. No, nah, there's right? no, there's no, there's not a playoff without Alabama. Here's the thing, though. Alabama does have like a kind of mediocre loss. Yeah, a And M. Yeah, it'd be one. They thing. also have to play Auburn this week. Yeah. And they might lose to Auburn. They can lose that game for sure. Yeah, uh, I've seen worse Auburn teams. Could they lose to Auburn and then beat Georgia and get in? Yes, yes. I think they get in on that. So the Auburn game means nothing to Alabama. No, uh, no, because they could lose to you're saying like they could still lose to Georgia in the championship game and make it in with two losses. Right, but yeah, Alabama can lose one more game this season. They can either be in yeah. the championship or it can be before it, but they can't lose two. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah, they can't. They can't lose. You like, even though they might still try to push it. They, they, they can't. A three loss Alabama team doesn't get in. No, I don't think so. And then like, man, yeah, there's nothing else. Oklahoma. Oklahoma's really far back though. Although you don't really. There's not really like a natural progression to the CFP the way there is to the AP. No. Mm-mm. Right now the AP has Oklahoma at ten behind Baylor. Mm. Well, they're thirteen in the CFP behind eleven Baylor. So yeah, I mean. Ugh. I think Cincinnati's probably in. Unless they... Unless they I think it's the no. same bet. Here's you go, the Greek guy's been calling for that East Carolina win They're 300 to season. 1. They're 300 to 1 odds right now. For Cincinnati? To, to win. win the Natty. Mm. Really? I might sprinkle that. Yeah, I mean, if they're in, anything's possible. 300 to 1 or plus 300? Plus 3,000. Mm. So 300 to 1. If that's the case, though, they get in, then you can just take the other side both games if they... Like, you'll still win money. Hey, real quick, let's uh, do some ads. First up, we have GhostBed, ghostbed.com forward slash Drinking Bros. By now, if you are a listener of anything on the Drinking Bros Network, you know that GhostBed is the best bed in the world, the best bed you can get anywhere, and you get it online. Don't need to go to some dinky store in a, in a you know, backwards strip mall or something like that. Just go to ghostbed.com forward slash Drinking Bros, where you can get the best beds you will find anywhere, beds that are made in America and... What's really cool is you get massive discounts on them thanks to being a Drinking Bros listener. They're doing uh, running two deals right now. Um, both of them are really substantial discounts. I'm going to tell you about them in order of uh, the like size of the discount, but both of them are big. So the first one, the first deal that uh, GhostBed is running is uh, a bundle deal. You go to GhostBed.com forward slash Drinking Bros, and then what you do is you start out 
with one of their four mattresses and an adjustable base, and you build on from there however much or little you want. On top of that, maybe you need some sheets and pillows too. Obviously, it's a bed. You're not an animal. You don't just sleep on a mattress. Uh, or you can add, like, maybe you need, like, three or four mattresses or two mattresses or whatever because you moved to a new house. You're just replacing old mattresses. You can get a mattress topper to turn one of your old mattresses into a more ghost bed uh, type of comfort level. Uh, whatever. Whatever. doesn't matter. Ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. If you do that bundle, you will get 40 percent off which is incredible however if you need to shop a little more a la carte that's fine too if again you go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros use the promo code drinking bros then uh you will get 30 percent off of anything in the store however big or small your order is whether it's just pillows whether you need like uh two mattresses but you have uh bed frames or whatever already so you don't need one of their adjustable bases um Whatever. You can do you can do that as well. And again, it's however big or small you want the order to be. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking rose. Use the promo code drinking rose. You'll get 30% off of everything. And look, it's great. There's a 20-year warranty. Uh, you can try it 101 nights for free. Again, the beds are made in America. And um, you can finance the mattresses too. It's like $35 a month. Zero down, 0% financing. Um, and you don't need great credit to do it either. So ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. They're the best, best mattresses in the world. I cannot recommend them enough. Pretty much everyone here sleeps on a ghost bed or has some sort of ghost bed product. Uh, next up, it's a sports show. We're talking about gambling, so let's talk about where we gamble, and that is DraftKings Sportsbook. This Thanksgiving, be thankful for family, food, and free bets. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has a turkey day no-brainer you can't miss. New customers can bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point, although a 0-0 tie would be hilarious. Um, that, would be a, that would be a funny way to not get the $100. But let's be real. You're going to get $100 if you do this. If Sportsbook uh, isn't available in your state yet, that's all right, because you can still get in on the Thanksgiving NFL action, making your first deposit uh, and play free uh, for millions with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you're, you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code BROS, that's B-R-O-S, and bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. So $300 there. Uh, that's promo code BROS this Thanksgiving at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, uh, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, let's get back into it. Uh, anyway, what else do we got going on? Some other sports news? Uh, well, I mean, we had a big... We had a big here's, I think the biggest thing from the NFL this past week was that uh, I think the Chiefs are back. Chiefs, kind no. of, uh, you know, they held that Cowboys offense to nine points there, Sean. Not, not great for your boys. Uh, birds are back in a big way. Who? Eagles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Beating up on. Who'd they beat the shit out of? Uh, the Saints with uh, Trevor Simeon. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Are the Saints still a program? Um, I think the biggest news of the NFL is just that everyone might stink. Yeah, everyone stinks. How, yeah, how did the elite level of football and then like the quality of play just like kind of fall? The Titans, the best team in the AFC, lost to the Texans this weekend. Yeah. Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. It's fucking bad. I don't know how the Titans keep doing this. They keep beating all the good teams and they keep losing the dog shit teams. Because they're never that good, actually. It's really weird. I don't have any faith in the Titans. Is this the response to the coaching like carousel? It's like trying to build teams, not letting people stay long enough, people not staying long enough in the league. Like, it's. Yeah, it's like a lot of good players, a lot of like almost their teams, but then they can beat somebody when it's clicking and then yeah. lose to nobody when it's falling apart. Like, it, yeah. I, it's, mm. And the whole quality of play just seems down to I me. I mean, most guys kind of stay where they get drafted, get drafted, especially quarterbacks. The problem with the NFL is that there's almost too much parity, but not in an exciting way. That's what it is. It's not that everyone, the, the product's bad. It's just everyone's good, right? Right. Like, literally, whenever they ask the question, like, oh, could the Jaguars lose to Alabama? It's like, no, because, like, not even, the not Jaguars even. can beat NFL teams. It's, right. It's not even close. Yeah. Like, they would right. I mean, run and Alabama off the field. The quality of NFL play versus college players. Like, there's only so one. They're grown men. There's yeah. only one college team I've ever watched that I thought 
oh, they could beat like the worst pro team, and that was the that Kentucky basketball team that didn't even fucking win the championship. But it was just like them playing the D League Seventy Sixers. Yeah, the when we were actively tanking. Yeah, well, yeah, because we ran out of a team that wasn't full of professional basketball players. It, essentially, yes, yeah, it was yeah. like me. Yeah, so that was the only time I even remotely considered. I that. will say but, though, but the T- other two teams- TJ McConnell has had quite the career since. <laughs> But let me say this, when everyone's parroting everyone and then the, the play gets boring because it's so, the styles are similar and the quality's so high, do, isn't this where you go to the play calling? Isn't this where you go to the coaching to like see someone with some new, fresh ideas? Well, that's what they keep doing. That's, yeah. They keep hiring guys that are like 30 years old, offensive coordinators uh, from either the Sean McVay tree or the, the Kyle Shanahan tree. Those, half of those ones end up working better. McVeigh's done well. Mm. Cliff Kingsbury's finally turning it on. Shanahan made a Super Bowl. I don't. I mean, like, fuck. He has a conference championship. Well, you bring these people in, and they have to adjust to the NFL as well. Like, they have these ideas. They have these things that they yeah. want to do, but they haven't been tested with like those caliber of players yet. So you might have to adjust a little bit. I would argue Zach Taylor is a complete liability with the fucking Bengals. Like, I think they're talented. I think they're a good team. Yeah, but I think they're Zach Taylor's an awful coach. Right. I I buy that. You know who's been uh, a weirdly like disappointing, even though I didn't know what to expect out but of it? But at the same time, it is still, before you get to that, it is still better than just kind of the retread, rehire, nepotism coaching that cycle that's kind happen. of lasted for the last 30 or 40 years in the NFL. Yeah, you just bring in some turd gym coach. Yeah. Like, it's one thing if it's like the Chiefs picking up Andy Reid. Because he just like needed to change the scenery and the Eagles needed to change. It was like a relationship that was just kind of... Like it, it was, it was, it was when it was good, it was good. And towards the end there, it just kind of like ran its course. It's yeah. like, all right, you got to get out of here for the good of you. And we, for our sanity, we just need you out of here. Right. right. The Eagles are still a good program. He was still an attractive coach. Just the relationship has run the course. Yeah. Which I think is when you pick up someone like that, you don't pick up someone after they've just like shit the bed at whatever program right. they're at and be like, you can do a better job here. Yeah. For real. Which is what Adam Gase was. <laughs> yeah. What half? It's what most of the high. Yeah, so it's literally that's what I'm saying. Most of it's just like, oh, yeah. like cheer for him during his like good years, and but it's like, yeah. oh, the last five he's been terrible. I mean, there's sometimes that makes sense if you're taking a retread. Like even though it didn't work out, like uh, back in the day, Mike Shanahan to the to the Redskins was understandable. Like he won two Super Bowls with the Broncos. Bruce Arians from the Cardinals to the the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That type of stuff makes sense, but usually it's fucking awful. Like whenever I. Just any coach where I'm like, I've never heard of that person before. I'm like, yeah, you're fucked. I mean, how many, how many jobs did Herm Edwards have? So many. <laughs> so many. And now he's building better men. Now he's teaching men how to be men in Tempe, Arizona. Or Scottsdale. Scottsdale. Hmm. Or Tempe. Which one is Same it? Same thing. Tempe. Yeah. It's Tempe. What's the difference? Yeah. What is the difference? Well, I mean, Dan would know. Either that. way, they're losing to Oregon State. So, yeah. I'm still just blown away that you were that confident in Oregon this weekend. Oregon State, uh, you know, they helped me pay. They made me some money this weekend that Oregon lost me. So Yeah, well, that's good. Glad the Beavs helped me out. At least the Beavs helped me out. Any uh, fun fight stuff going on? Uh, how much time we got left? Oh, we got a little bit of time. We can talk about this. Misha Tate. Loser. Stinks. No, 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 no. She's no. She spent. She, she had an extremely amazing career. She helped escalate the, the upward trajectory of women's MMA. And you hear me talk about this all the time is like, we're literally seeing a sport evolve at rapid pace. Like, M- like women's MMA is the sport that is like advancing at a rate higher than any other sport. Like you're seeing the quality of the product keep getting higher and higher and higher. And Misha Tate took three years off to go be the vice president of one FC then she comes back, she fights another woman kind of in her age bracket, and then... Women's MMA is constantly evolving, but Dana White's going to get rid of 145, so... Because we're trying to keep... I guess not we, I don't know. Uh, Gotta keep these women small. No, I think they're trying to keep it competitive, and like I don't think there's a talent pool big enough of 145 pounders that the UFC can pull no. in and keep, keep it a division right now. Forever, they just don't want to pay Kayla Harrison. Yeah, I think that's probably, probably, that's it. probably it. Yeah, that's probably it. Um, um, but no, uh, like you see Misha Tate. She comes out. She looks good. So like this is a Brazilian, uh, Caitlin Vieira versus Misha Tate. These are a wrestler versus a Brazilian jiu-jitsu artist. And Caitlin Vieira's corner the entire fight, if you watch it, told her, do not take her down. Do not engage in the takedown. Keep this a striking match, which I think 
kind of happens sometimes when you have two grapplers against each other. They just stay in the standing and it becomes a kickboxing match. Although Misa Tate looked so much better. Her stand-up, her boxing has like just levels better than it used to be. It's nowhere near as good as some of these younger girls. And she can't take the punishment. I think this entire fight came down to Misha Tate would give it. Caitlin would give it back. It hurt Misha more. And then, you know, she loses a unanimous decision at the end. Sean Brady also got a dub this weekend. Is Michael Chiesa done? No. Brady's okay. just really good. Um, Is he that good? He's pretty good. It's undefeated. I, I would like to see him and uh, Chmaev called him out. So he's calling he, everybody out. He's so not ready for that. that. He's not ready for that. No, I don't think the UFC. Sean Brady's like a Philadelphia white version of Chmaev. No, I like it. And Sean Brady is a good future star. Matchup. Yeah, Sean Brady's a future star. If he keeps his head on his shoulders, right? He, he, you don't go after the dangerous man in the division. No, I think you gotta, you gotta punch the biggest man in prison. That's what you gotta do. I don't think, I think it's a, if that's his only fight option, I think it's a good fight for him to take versus fighting someone ranked lower than him who's a tough and up-and-coming fighter as well. Because it's a... You can't lose. Yeah, you can't lose. It's exactly Dan Hardy fighting Islam. It's like, he's so much smaller, though, than Chimaev. He's 5'9". So Chimaev 6'2". Yeah. He's not gonna have well, speaking of Chimaev, we just saw him in a freestyle wrestling match against Jack Hermanson. Shut out, Jack. So yeah. let's talk about this. There's all of these small little promotions popping up all the time. These like uh, professional grappling events, whether it be combat sambo or combat jujitsu or jujitsu. Yeah, our friend uh, Jay Arnold actually does it. He uh, does kind of some of these grappling matchups. Ooh, yeah. I wouldn't want to grapple with him. Well, he, yeah, former D tackle at uh, Texas A&M. Yeah. I mean, if he's gra- he's grappling with literally Alabama linemen, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. fucking fuck and that. All of these f- posters look like shitty club flyers from like the 1990s nice. it's just like badly like photoshopped faces just like huge font over everything and it reminds me of like mma when we were fighting in hooters parking lot like i had emmanuel brooks on the mma show a little while ago and he talked about literally fighting like in the parking lots of hooters and like and in ho- uh, hotel conference rooms and shit yeah and it's like this is kind of reminding me of that it's just fun it's just people going out there and scrapping uh there's no like high production value i mean at least we got some cameras on it which was pretty cool we got a couple camera angles to watch uh but the match itself, Jemayev just tore him apart. Jemayev is that dude. He, uh, he's legit as fuck. Uh, any doubt that we've ever had about him should probably be put to rest. But I would like to see him fight Sean Brady, but I don't think it's going to happen because, like, A, they're both on, like, two undefeated guys who kind of have hype behind them. You don't want to kind of derail that too early by having them fight too early. Right, because people overvalue a loss. Yeah, you, you could have them fight eventually down the line. But What did Hermanson weigh in at for this event? I think it was like 190-something. I forget. Um, Chmaev looked bigger than him. Chmaev is bigger than him. Which is insane. Mm-hmm. This man plans to make 170 continuously. 170, 185. He can bounce back and forth. He'll be a double champ. Do you think he fights at 185 next or 170 next? Probably 170. Probably 170. you think yeah. he like stays there until he goes for champ champ? I don't know who his next fight would be against, though. I mean, that's, that's what everyone's been saying. I think... Uh, maybe Colby? Said, maybe Colby? But Colby's got Masvidal kind of in his sights. I think it'll be Colby-Masvidal, because that's more of a stylistic matchup. That Plus, easier sell. Way easier sell. Uh, do you give him Vicente Luque? Do you give him Gilbert no, Burns? No, don't feed. Don't give him like I like Chemayev Gilbert Burns a lot. Well, that was kind of like what everybody thought, right? Right. Plus, Burns at this point is just a high-level gatekeeper. Because he's not gonna, they're not going to give him Usman this quickly. Like after no, they fall for the definitely title, definitely not happening. And he shouldn't be a gatekeeper because he's probably a top three guy in the division. Like he's young though. Gilbert's still putting it all together. Mm-hmm. He's Gilbert's great. still on his journey, man. But I think, I think uh, he has even said that I will clear out the division first before I go back to Usman. Go go back for that title shot. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Uh, I'd like that. I'd like to see two extremely high level grapplers go go at it. Um, I think let's Gilbert, put a little respect on Chiesa's name though too. Um, where you said is he done? And he's like he almost finished Brady in the fight. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's on a little bit of a skid. Is it three fight? Two, two. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, because he beat Neil Magny. He did, which is yeah, so a solid win. Beat Magny, lost. Um, fuck, who was the lost to before uh, Sean Brady? Just lost. Uh, I think it was a uh, Eastern European. No, I don't think so. Do, do, do. We'll find out who he lost to real quick. Michael Chiesa. Blanking right now. Um, he lost to Luque. That's why. Luque. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, it was number Brazilian. Um, 
Yeah, dude, I think obviously uh, Leon Edwards has to get the next shot, right? At no, fuck that. Fuck Leon ha- Edwards. What? Who cares? He's, he's born. No, thank you. <laughs> Uh-oh, Dan's fading. Give, Dan. give him Chemayev. Yeah, give Leon Edwards Chemayev. Chemayev work, makes easy work of Leon Edwards. And then Leon Edwards just goes into... Isn't this man like a 13-fight win streak? It's like eight or nine, but like he literally didn't fight for however long. That wasn't his fault. Well, he also poked uh, Muhammad in the eye. Also accidental. Yeah, well. And do you think Bilal Muhammad would have won that fight? No. That no contest was the best case option for Bilal Muhammad. For sure. But why should we just give Leon Edwards a title shot even though he's on this run, but like he took, what, like two years off or whatever? All right, who does he have to beat next? Chemayev? Do you want to see Leon Edwards versus I, th- I said I this completely. I think Leon Edwards is one of the most complete MMA fighters out there. Gonna, they've already ran. Like, this would be their second fight. Against Usman? Usman? Yeah, him, they, yeah, they fought eight years ago. Okay. What do you mean, okay? It's a decade. <laughs> okay. People change, Dan. Is it exciting? Is it going to sell pay-per-views? Yes. I don't feel like Dana doesn't like Leon Edwards, so... It's just I'm trying to think realistically. He's going to try to put every he's definitely not putting in the way. Vicente Luque up against him. There is no sell there. Okay, American Rust Works is saying Edwards and Newsman is being scheduled for next year first quarter. Yeah, could be. I believe but, it. He has to. Leon has to get. I think Usman kind of makes quick work of him, and I don't know how many more fights Usman has in the tank. He's said as much. So do you want to waste one of an Usman fight on Leon Edwards? Usman's 34. Yeah, but he's talked about. He's already talked about like retirement. I mean, he's already talking about boxing Canelo. Yeah, which is retirement. I mean, the money. Uh, yeah, I don't think he wants any. That's what any your part of Zach Gaddy. is in, in fighting. Yeah, right. It's getting your brand big enough to go fight someone for right. a bunch of money one last then. time, and then you just then you just get the that's fuck true. Out you retire it. like eight times, right? In fighting, yeah, yeah, out of retirement. Like Mike Tyson's about to fucking fight. Uh, kind of. God, that'd be amazing. Speaking of uh, cool fighting news, uh, our friend, or not even our friend, uh, oh man, robotics guy in Austin. Why am I blanking on his name right now? Elon, Elon Musk. Musk. No. <laughs> That's the only one. Our I've... good, dear friend, Elon Musk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, why, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, you, you guys know fucking, him. I don't know who the, your Mr. Robot is. I'm not... I can't read your fucking mind, Giorgio. Giorgio uh, can't read Giorgio's mind, I though. Yeah, so literally. Uh, not... Uh, why am I blanking? Uh, AI engineer. I don't know. I'll figure it out later. He just had been on his podcast, and it was a, a pretty good, interesting conversation about him coming out of retirement to then try to come back into the UFC. Um... Yeah, all oh, that's pretty pretty mute. Well, uh, I've got that insight. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm tired, not hot. Um, see, LeBron got into a tiff last night. Yeah, LeBron smacked a guy in the face who then tried to fight him. What was the, what was the Pistons guy's name? The Pistons have such a no name fucking roster. Isaiah Stewart. Isaiah Stewart. Okay, yeah. yeah. LeBron, uh, like coming off a free throw, kind of threw a fucking shot. Not a bow, but like a he kind of connected with his hand. I don't. I saw that and like, look, I don't know. Made him bleed. Sure. No, that was cheap. It was a cheap shot. It looked like it LeBron was. LeBron like, does it why, all the time. Why else would you make that move? Like, that's he not extended a, the arm. That's man. not a basketball move. No, no, right? No. Uh, yeah, he fucking punched him in the face. Hey. Yes. So, watch the video in slow mo. Go frame by frame and look at LeBron. Look out of the corner of his left eyeball. Right. He looks out of the corner of his left eye, kind of peaked, and then hammer fisted the guy in the face. And then he started getting apologetic in the same way that a toddler would start to pot, like punch his brother in the face on purpose. And then be like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. It was clearly fucking uh, intentional. And he should be suspended for probably five to ten games. Right? Yeah. Also, wrong dude to do it to. Isaiah Stewart, uh, his background before basketball, boxing. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Um, although he did have a chance to take a shot at LeBron, didn't do it. Damn it. Because um, when they're, originally they were face-to-face, he probably th- should have thrown a punch there. Yeah. Um, they get separated, and then Stewart kind of like runs through five other people to try to go after LeBron again. But it's like, dude, you already had your shot, right? Like you should have taken, like you should have taken your clean shot yeah. when you were face to face with them. That would have, uh, man, LeBron getting laid out would have never left the internet. I, I, 
I always think about LeBron because I have like no dog in this fight. Right. And like, I know a lot of people hate him and a lot of people love him. It's one or the other. But I just think I'm like, how do you go from like having the world at your fingertips, like being anointed as the next one and then just fucking it up so bad? He's, like just being such a cunt. He's such a little so, like. He hasn't really fucked it up though. Like he's lived up to expectations and then sur- surpassed them for on the sure. Court. Because like on the court. Yeah, has he? Since he was 16, he was the next. He was the heir. He's, he's been the heir apparent. And I think he's achieved what he was supposed to but hasn't gone past what we expected him to do no he's no he's just, achieved everything and then some but he's just not, i don't think i don't think and then some i, I think, think his, and then some is what's missing on on the court but like off the court he's kind of a cheese dick and he's not cool like michael jordan was cool yeah like how LeBron's does LeBron be so of, not cool i don't know yeah you could be the best player in the world and you're still he yeah but like his unlikability used to pretty much still only be confined to basketball related things right like oh the decision or what like i guess sure but like you could watch him and just be like this man is like maybe the most athletic human being that's ever lived like is fucking insane i can't help but enjoy watching him and rooting for him to win but none of the conversation is about that ever like he never talks about that because he always does things that rub people the wrong way yeah but it's it's just i just think it's i don't know this is what he's just lame he's the millennial superstar yeah he's lame it's just worth what it is. But uh, back to what I was thinking about. Lex Friedman. Uh, I don't know why I couldn't remember his name at the time. Very annoying. He recently had Ben on his show. And he also recently had Travis Stevens, which is number 223, which is a world uh, judo medalist or gold medalist. Probably one of the best judo practitioners in the world. Uh, if you want some like really interesting like conceptual fight talk, like he really goes into it with these two interviews. So like, And it kind of gives a, a stance on the state of martial arts in the different areas that they're at. Uh, because like all these things didn't disappear either just because when MMA came about and it was the combination of all these arts, none of those stopped. And I think there's little interesting things that you can find and take away from those that come back to the sport of MMA, which are just super interesting if you're a fight fan. Right. They never stopped, but nobody ever paid attention to them to begin with really. So. No, I mean, I think that's just all a branding issue. It's been a branding issue forever. I think it's a product issue. No, UFC proved that. I think UFC proved that it's just all branding. UFC proved that the combination of everything is exciting, but not just one thing. I don't think that's com- why people, when we go to Arizona and they start to wrestle, people boo. Right, but if we went to Dagestan or any other place, that wouldn't happen. Just because people don't know what they're watching. I mean, that's a part of it. They don't know what they're watching. They're just like, uh, what? Right, that's why the NFL keep, and NBA keep goosing the offense, right? Yeah. They keep making the rules more beneficial to the, off, to the offense. We understand scoring points. Because people don't understand the... That's why baseball's juicing the balls. Yeah, people don't under... At least in baseball, though, you can see that, like, a pitch is filthy, or there's, like, yeah, lots of defense... Lot, when, of, like, no hitters come into play, like, people right. are cheering for that. But in the NBA, and, and especially the NBA, and to a lesser... And, and the NFL, a lot of ways, too, defense is, like, really subtle. Like, obviously, sacks and interceptions are big, but a lot of defensive success is, like, super subtle. And yeah, you it's don't, blo- blocking the position or stopping your right. first avenue from, from your plan. I, I think baseball, the, the camera, the camera by the, the umpire cam, I yeah. think it does so much for that because you can literally see the difficulty of the pitch or then they'll like retrace it in the replay. It's yeah. so like you get an understanding of the defensive tactics of it, which I don't think you really do in other sports. Right. Which and again, comes down to branding and like, a, a, I guess broadcast in a way. Yeah. Like, also just way more moving parts. It's yeah. just a guy throwing a fucking ball. Yeah. Right. And then he, and then someone hits it and then another guy runs and gets uh, it. I feel really bad because I remember the YouTube channel who did this, but they tried, there's an engineering channel who tried to produce a pitching machine that could throw as fast as a human. Yeah. And little did they realize that this is an extremely hard and almost impossible thing to do. I think they got it up to uh, shooting like 70 or 60 mile an like hour. One of pitches. those like normal pitching, like the way there's like the two things like spinning. And I think like so. I think they tried to like build their or own. Was it wasn't like of, a trebuchet, like a arm like no i think it was more of like a pvc pipe tubing cannon thing okay potato uh, gun yeah potato gun ask yeah but if you go to one of these grappling competitions and everything these are people that are like deep into like that sport they're like hardcore hardcore yeah, and the same people, people that, are really like, deep are pra- into chess they practice it like themselves they're, so that you're never going to get like a casual grappling fit because they because i think without practicing you don't understand it like you don't ever get a casual chess fan right nobody's like oh chess like that's my third favorite sport i'll watch that yeah, like the, like three moves will happen. And you're like, I don't know why anyone did any of these things. Yeah, like I, like if one of us went to play chess right now, we're literally just like, oh, horsey move up to right one. Right, dude. It's hard to even see in like basketball on offense when like what the passing is the point of it until the very last pass. Mm-hmm. Right, like most people can't even see that. Yeah, because we're morons. Yeah, 
So like it'll be interesting. It'll be past there, past there, and you'll be like, uh, what's happening? And then finally, someone will make the cut, and you know maybe get like a sick dunk or something. But like that, you had to reposition the defensive team throughout all those passes to right. make that open for that man to t- get right. that dunk. Right, and it's just and like that's, a casual fan doesn't see that. I don't see that most of the time. I mean, I'm in like okay, they're doing something. I yeah. don't know what it is. But. Even when we're trying to, right. like we're trying to understand the plays and like the coaching philosophies or like the offense of this team to then report on it in some way. Yeah, barely. Yeah, it's the same in, in like boxing. Like people, like people set will set up the other fighter if, in an, in an MMA too. Right, you'll try things out just to kind of set them up, move their tendencies one way. Or something like that. Think yeah, because once, once, certain... once, say you you're leading with the jab. How does he counter that? Does he circle right? Does he circle left? Does right. he duck? Does he weave? It's like you know, you throw it three or four times, and all of a sudden, the fourth round, you know how he's reacting. Now you're attacking another way. It's you know, it's your third and your fourth move coming from the setup of your first two, which is going to land. Right. And DC talked about this. And I think you see this in. I don't want to like j- again jump on women's MMA, but you're seeing this more in women's MMA now because women's MMA used to be like, I try a move. That doesn't work. It's sloppy. We fall apart. We're back standing up again. She tries a move, and it's just very like pong, like one and two, which I think is almost easier for like the the casual fan to understand and like yeah, get 100%. into the sport. Like, oh, now she's trying an arm bar. Yeah, she got away. They're standing again. Now she's punching her in the face. It's right. I like, mean, the best example of just adjusting mid fight is Peter Yan. Yeah, where he just he punts on the first round the entire time just to kind of like he's an AI. He reads everything you do. He sees what you do. He takes it in. Next round, he comes out and just counters it. Yeah, just downloads the data. Yeah. yeah and he doesn't get tired in that round. You do. It's, it's, it's really, I mean, it's, he's really built for a five-round fight, mm-hmm. which is, which uh, is pretty uh, amazing. pretty good as a champ. That, yeah. That's useful. Yeah, you just stay there. Yeah. Do we need to see five rounds five last round night? Fights. What? Or do we need to see five rounds on Saturday? No, no, the card, I did, trust me, I did not watch that card. <laughs> the card was awful. Uh, there's no card this weekend in the UFC because it's Thanksgiving. Uh, yep. Not a whole lot of college basketball this weekend either. Uh, we'll be doing the college basketball show tomorrow. But they canceled a lot of games because of, uh, I guess there's a lot of travel issues they just didn't want to deal with. Oh, I, uh, I didn't even realize that. They, one game wasn't canceled, though. There's two one, games. I think there's really, like one or two games tomorrow, and that's it. Two really good games weren't canceled this weekend, though. We'll talk about it on the basketball show, but Villanova with a really impressive win over Tennessee, and then Purdue with a and really impressive win over Villanova. Really squandered that game. Oh, yeah, they blew it. We'll, t- we'll talk yeah. about it tomorrow, but that was it. I mean, was... on all their upcoming like, crazy thing, uh, I, was, I thought it was this week when I was looking at the date. Uh, we've got Donald Cerrone is going to do a competitive grappling match against Craig Jones. So, you know. Won't this, see a second of that, no. No, no. Craig Jones is going to destroy him. But uh, this is, the, uh, this is uh, the crazy stuff that's going on in the world of grappling right now. So you got to love it. And Don Cerrone's photo in this uh, is him shirtless with a cowboy hat. So uh, cool. just like you should know. All right. Let's get yeah. the fuck out of here. Yeah, let's get out of here. Uh, obviously, we got the uh, fucking Thanksgiving Day games. We got, the, we got a lot of good football coming up. So a lot of good, it's a, This is a good sports week. Fo- good football week. It's a good college basketball week too. There's like you got a lot of uh, good matchups this week. A lot have been canceled. I'm telling you. All right, all right, yeah. fair enough. So, fair enough. Big football weekend coming up. We'll be talking about that on the uh, Sports Channel coming up tomorrow and Wednesday. Yeah, so. easily the biggest. Um, the game or whatever, Ohio State, Michigan in Auburn, Alabama. Twenty years. Yeah, yeah. Not twenty years. What was it? Two thousand six, I think, where they were playing to basically make the bcs championship yes yeah. yeah so this is the biggest game since 2006 and that's a 15 years um yeah good football week for sure all right we're getting the yeah. fuck out of here uh normal show two o'clock drinking bros flagship program yep yep see you, see then. you there